Hi and welcome back to the channel today. Today's video is going to be a little different to normal, more informal in regards to talking about what I believe is a somewhat of a social economic collapse that we are moving into. This shouldn't be of any surprise to any of you who subscribe and watch these videos because we've been talking about this for the last two years now. We've been using a lot of historical examples. We've been building patterns around this and models as to what is happening now versus what's happened in previous events. We've looked at the Great Depression. We've looked at the diary series there. We've connected those dots. We're looking at all of that playing out right now. Another book that I've just been reading this week, quite a fascinating book, or should I say the last two weeks, because it's a very difficult read, is this book here. And it's called The Great Leveler by Walter Scheidel. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this book per se, because it's a very, very difficult and boring read. It's just a lot of statistics and numbers throughout history of different collapses and social economic downturns, uh, plagues, all sorts of things like that. But there's really four main themes throughout this book, and it is that we have breakdown and the restoration of equality. And I don't think anyone can argue with that statement that right now we have great inequality throughout the world. It doesn't matter which country you look at, whether it's a impoverished African nation or whether it's a developed Western nation, you see these same kind of patterns throughout different nations in terms of severe wealth inequality. Again, it doesn't matter if it's more of a socialist nation, a communist nation, a democratic nation uh, based on capitalism and the free market economy. We are seeing these same patterns throughout. So what are these four levelers then that the book talks about? Number one is warfare or more specifically mass mobilization warfare where, and this is interesting because what are we seeing at the moment? A lot of rhetoric, a lot of concerning news coming out regarding uh, the West and Russia or the West and China uh, and moving towards this kind of uncertainty around warfare or, or certainly some form of military conflicts, whether now or in the future with these nations. This tends to be a large leveler of the people and society because so many people are often killed. And when you go back and you look at these different periods, some of these periods see 25% of the population just completely wiped out by mass mobilization warfare. So that is the first leveler that the book talks about. The second one then is revolution. So this is, again, what do we talk about not long ago, the 1381 serfs revolution in England, which was uh, came just after the Black Plague, the Black Death, which is another one we'll talk about in point four here. But number four of his book talks about uh, pandemics and plagues and how they, when, when they do kill a lot of people, it does tend to cause a large leveling of inequality, especially the the richest people on the planet are often the worst affected because they have more to lose than the poorer people in society. Now, also to take into account is that when you think about the middle class, the middle class hasn't always been around. What, especially under serfdom, 1381 sort of period, we tended to have the impoverished serf class and then you had the wealthy elite who actually owned the people, they owned the peasants. 
If you as a peasant wanted to marry or you wanted to move to another area, you actually had to get permission from the lord of your the manor of your region. And then point number three then is state collapse. So this is where you have the complete breakdown of a state. What is a good example of this recently? That would be Sri Lanka, where we saw last week, we covered it in last week's video, where we had the complete breakdown of the state, where there is no food, no uh, gasoline or, or petrol or diesel for the, for the vehicles, the medical system broke down, there isn't the, the healthcare available. These things actually led to the complete breakdown of the society and the government when the people, and again, this is point number two coming into play here in terms of revolution, the people said enough is enough and they then marched and stormed the uh, Sri Lankan palace, forcing the prime minister into exile. And he has now resigned as we know. So actually all four of these things are going on right now in some form of another. We have warfare in uh, Ukraine and involving Russia. We may have greater warfare later on. It's certainly looking that way. We do have revolution in some countries. One has already collapsed. We have more than a dozen others, and it could be as many as a hundred countries, depending on how they actually handle their financial, economical crisis right now. We have state collapse, again in Sri Lanka. The state has completely collapsed there. We'll probably have a lot more of this. Whereas often in the past, what's caused severe economic breakdown has been one out of these four. Well, if you think about it right now, we've actually got four out of these four that are going on in some regards throughout the world. Now, some people may say they're not connected. Um, and again, possibly, but what you have at the moment is globalization, which means that all countries are connected in some regards. So I would argue that we certainly have three out of the four going on right now. Now, there's a couple of other things I want to touch upon that's also going on. So yes, we had the you know COVID outbreak, which I guess was stage one. We had people that did die, whether it was with or of, um, is, is debatable. We then had the sort of fallout from all of this with the economy, with finance, far too much currency creation, which I said two years ago, would go on to actually cause a major recession, if not a depression, but definitely some form of a, a breakdown in the, the financial institutions. Now, we also have a lot of stuff going on in the background, very negative things in terms of finance and leading to this CBDC, greater control of the citizens with this new carbon-based finance system, this new social-based finance system with social credit scores and all of these things are already coming into play and they are coming into play already. And as I said at the, at the beginning, it would start at the top and work its way down. We're seeing that now. In fact, a client I was just working with yesterday told me that he only paid, I think it was 1% or just over that for a business loan, a very, very substantial business loan because he has a very high ESG score, that's environmental, social, and governance. So as part of GFANS, the bank was willing to lend him a huge amount of money for a very, very low percentage point versus if he wasn't, hadn't done all of this stuff that GFANS asked him to, he wouldn't have been able to get such a low percentage rate. So actually we're already seeing a lot of this coming into play right now. 
and we're already seeing a lot of breakdown. We're seeing runs on the bank. We've seen this in Australia. We're seeing it on China. I believe it's in Henan province at the moment, something like 400,000 depositors who just can't get their money back. We've seen at least four crypto platforms either completely stop withdrawals or have gone into bankruptcy in recent weeks here. And now we're having the issuance of these global reports by the Bank of International Settlers, the World Bank, the IMF, and more centralized banks. I'll talk about this on Thursday's video where they are now warning of banks what to do when this collapse comes in, in terms of bail-ins and liquidations. Now, why then do I think that this time could be different to what we've experienced in the past? Well, there's various reasons. Number one is that I believe some of this is orchestrated, not all of it, but I do believe some of this is orchestrated. It is part of a bigger agenda to bring us onto this new system, this great reset that we know about. The WEF has put out even promotional material and videos, and they've been very clear that they want to bring about the great reset and create this new system, which is a system based on um, somewhat socialism, but I would say more of a technocracy. Now, they are different systems. People often get confused between the two, but there are differences, which I'll probably cover in a video in the future because it is a lot to unpack. Now, what else have we had? It isn't just then um, those initial things we talked about with COVID and everything that uh, the currency creation. Now we have the very high inflation, which is somewhat runaway inflation when you actually double the government statistics and numbers, you get a closer range of about 18% in the USA, 20% in the UK is, is about the, the correct rate for inflation. Currently, when you go off the 1970s statistics and how they measured the CPI, the other thing we have then is the energy crisis, which is being made worse by the ESG mandates where oil companies, natural gas and the like are not permitted to drill. If they do, then they get penalties in, in terms of their ESG score. They lose points. A lot of pension providers will pull out, bringing down the valuation of their shares. So there is a lot going on there. We even have this push towards electric vehicles. Even though we don't have enough power yet in terms of the electricity generation to support all of these cars. We also have the sanctions and the refusal of Western nations and European nations to actually buy energy in the form of oil and natural gas and other commodities from Russia now, resulting in a greater breakdown of energy sufficiency for a lot of these nations, thereby feeding into higher fuel and energy costs. And as we've talked about multiple times, the energy costs also add into the inflation, which is making the cost of living crisis worse. We also have, again, another leveler, which it doesn't really talk about as one of the main points in this book, but that is famine. In fact, I would say it talks about it, but it doesn't put a great emphasis on it as one of these four points. But one pattern, and again, it's interesting because we only talked about this last week when I was reading some other books and, and historical material, and that is drought. So we're seeing lots of drought at the moment, very high levels of drought. We're in fact, recording this today, we have a heat wave throughout the UK, which the majority of people are very happy about. But of course, the media is portraying this as danger, danger. This is you know the worst thing ever that we've got these 40 degrees Celsius heat, which uh, I 
guess that's around 104, 105 in Fahrenheit for the uh, Americans watching. But actually, a lot of people are very happy with this heat, but the media are saying, well, this is global warming, and you know, this is what's causing all the problems with the food supply and the like. That is not correct. The food supply already had an issue, and this has been ongoing for quite a long time. We have a lot of things like the government paying farmers to stop farming as well. That doesn't help. We're having a destruction of the food supply as well. Now, whether that's based on the weather, or whether that's based on other measures, we also have to take into account fertilizers and how Western nations are not willing to buy fertilizers from Russia, which is where most of it is made, or a lot of it is made with natural gas. So however you look at it, whether you're not getting the natural gas input into your Western nation in order to make the fertilizer, or whether you're not willing to import the fertilizer, it is the same end result. Farmers don't have as much fertilizer now, they can't grow as good a yield, this is all playing into this famine or this global famine, which is being reported by uh, a lot of governments, a lot of agencies. This is a fact. We have now got famine in a lot of nations. They are calling it now a global famine, which will start somewhere towards the end of the year. Again, I don't know if that will happen. Maybe it will happen later on. The data is so complex and multifaceted that it would take me a lot longer to actually study that to know for certain. But if we just go off the United Nations reports and some of the other organizations, they are saying towards the end of this year, October, November, December sort of period, that the world will have somewhat of a famine. And again, this is very common throughout history. Droughts and other things leading to famine. It's not a once in a lifetime kind of event. This is very prevalent. It happens on a regular basis. Now, I wanted to move on to one other aspect that I'm seeing at the moment, and this mainly affects the United States. It doesn't really affect a lot of other countries in the same way. And this is the polarization that we are seeing with the people in America. It's very rare that I meet many centralist people now politically. Most people are either on the left or they're on the right. And you're starting to see this extremism coming out, which is worrying because this can very quickly result in a breakdown. We've already seen this with a lot of riots or, or protests as they like to be called, which result in riots, many people killed, there's a lot of violence, shops looted, etc. And this is often an event that precedes greater mass mobilization of conflict and uh, military conflict later on. Of course, the USA has already had a civil war before. Um, one of my concerns is if it continues the way it's going, especially being propagated by the media, the mainstream media, which is ironic because your two major networks, uh, both polarized left and right, are actually owned by the same parent company. So what does that tell you? It tells you that some of this is deliberate. So just as we wrap up here, then I want to just cover a couple of other notes that I made. So inflation, obviously we discussed the food crisis, which is already here. People just don't realize it yet. Uh, we now have negative GDP numbers in many countries. Uh, very, very negative, especially when you think about the amount of currency that was created and pumped into the economy. GDP, you would expect to be up a little bit, but we're now seeing negative readings. We're seeing people running out of savings. Most families have you know, 500 pounds, less than a thousand dollars in the USA saved up. This is the majority of people and families. 
We have credit card and other debt uh, rising dramatically at the moment. This tells you that the cost of living crisis is really uh, affecting people in a negative way. We have consumer sentiment down, so people very negative about the economy. Uh, energy prices exploding, food prices exploding. And of course, people have just put too much uh, trust that the government is, is on their side when really it's pretty obvious now that the government is not there to, to help you. These people who are in power are there to help themselves. I think that's quite obvious, especially with a lot of their claims that we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that for the people. Some of these politicians have already been in power for a long time. If they were going to do these things, they would have already done them. They, they always say these things to get into power. And then later on, they sort of, you know, they don't do these things and they don't even give you an excuse as to why. And I think for me, one of the biggest red flags at the moment is how the central banks have been saying for a long time, even through this crisis period, everything's fine. We've got it all under control. No problem. Nothing to worry about and now they've just done a U-turn. So they're now starting to talk about, and I'll talk about this on Thursday's video, where I'm gonna look over the um, reports. I've had time to analyze them for you now. And they, they are now doing a U-turn. They're even talking about high levels of unemployment coming through the economy later this year and definitely into 2023. This falls under employment scarring and some of the other models that I made for you in previous videos, which means we're gonna see greater uh, steps down into economic output going into a deeper recession. And this time I really do think it will be worse because it's better, as I've always said, to pop a bubble when it's small than to grow that bubble even bigger and bigger and bigger and to kick the can down the road and then to pop that bubble later on. We saw that already during the Great Depression, 1929, 1938 in the USA. We saw what happened there. It got so bad that the government even resorted, I believe it was March of 1933, somewhere around there, of confiscating people's gold, making it illegal for American citizens to own gold. We saw a lot of extreme events happening during that period from livestock and farming, um, you know, the slaughter of animals, the destruction of crops in order to try and raise the prices of these food exports to other countries. There was a lot of events that happened during this period, a lot of very negative things that affected people in a very bad way. And I don't feel as though we've hit that peak yet. People often ask me, are we through this cycle? Are we past it? Are we you know, on the, on the uh, upward trajectory now? Is things gonna get better? And the answer is no, we're still not past this peak. We still have longer to go yet. I think it's most likely to peak somewhere in 2023. But again, it's very difficult because if they go back to, and they do a reversal and go back to quantitative easing and more currency creation, they're gonna make this bubble even bigger, but they could stave off this crisis for a little longer yet. It's still uh, very uncertain as to what they're going to do. But what is certain, and I have 0% doubt about, is that eventually this will result in an almighty uh, bubble pop, the biggest that we have ever seen in history. Nothing else will ever compare to what will eventually happen. So I hope that was a kind of good overview for you today on what I see as happening, what we have some historical perspectives of, where I think we're going, and that we're not quite over this uh, peak yet. So thank you so much for watching today. Take care, God bless, and I will see you tomorrow.